0: Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of Trekking Through Compliance. His mission, to explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Trekking Through Compliance, Episode 76, The Cloud Minders. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode The Cloudminders, which aired on February 28, 1969 and occurred on Stardate 5818.4. Story synopsis. When a botanical plague threatens to destroy all vegetation on the planet Merrick 2, the Enterprise makes a visit to Ardana, the only known source of xenite mineral needed to halt the plague. Despite the high advisor, Plasus, request that they beam to Cloud City Stratos, Kirk and Spock beam directly to the Zenite mine entrance, where they are lassoed by Zenite miners. Kirk and Spock fend off the miners, and those who are not quick enough at running away are killed by security guards who beam down with a high advisor from Stratos. Kirk and Spock are entertained on Stratos until the Zenite can be found. During their stay, they discover that Ardana is a divided planet, with the troglodytes toiling in the cold and dirt of the mines and the city dwellers enjoying the benefits of the cloud city Stratos. Although Kirk and Spock do not witness the event a troglodyte who is captured after defacing artwork and Stratos refuses to reveal the name of the rebel disruptors preferring instead to fall to his death by jumping out of a window. Plaza's daughter Droxine is fascinated uh, with Spock. She likes his quote exquisitely shaped ears end quote. But the city servant and secret troglodyte leader, Vanna, has an interest of a different kind for Kirk. She attempts to take him hostage at the mining implement point. Kirk recognizes her from the planet's surface and tries to question her. She does not fully cooperate, but she does tell Kirk that the troglodytes believe the Enterprise has been sent to intimidate them. She calls Spock... He calls Spock and Droxine, who in turn summon a sentinel to escort Vanna away. Vanna screams as she's being tortured with rays in an attempt to learn the names of the other disruptors and this draws the attention of Kirk and Spock. Kirk is outraged by the torture and his forceful protest prompt the high advisor to order their immediate departure from the city. Back aboard the Enterprise Kirk learns from McCoy that unprocessed Xenite emits an odorless invisible gas which temporarily diminishes mental ability and heightens emotions. Spock realizes that the leaders of the disruptors have all been isolated from the xenite emissions by their service aboard and in the Cloud City stratos. Kirk proposes that the troglodytes be supplied with xenite masks, but Platt, the high advisor is not interested. When Kirk violates the High Advisor's ban from Stratos by secretly beaming to Vanna's cell on Stratos, armed with a mask, and offering his assistance in achieving for equality for her people if she will produce the Xenite. Zena seems to agree but takes Kirk hostage after she and Kirk overpower the guard and escape to the mines on the planet's surface. Vanna then forces Kirk to experience life as a troglodyte and dig with his hands. Kirk regains his phaser from Vanna after she has sent Midrow and Anka on errands. He uses it to seal the cavern and orders the Enterprise to be Placis down as well for a small demonstration on the effects of the invisible gas. The demonstration proves quite effective when Kirk becomes enraged and commands the High Advisor and Vanna to dig Xenite. When Vanna and the High Advisor grow faint due to the diminishing oxygen in the sealed chamber, Kirk strikes him and the two begin a hand-to-hand combat with mining implements. The three are saved from suffocation only when Vanna gets Kirk's communicator and during the combat, she tells the Enterprise to beam them up. Once the effect of the gas is worn off, Kirk agrees to provide Vanna with masks and help the troglodytes obtain equality in exchange for the Xenite. Despite the protests of Plasis. Kirk and Plasis drop charges against each other and Kirk and Spock return to the Enterprise with the needed mining uh, materials in hand. Fun fact. From the memory episode, from the memory alpha entry on this episode come two interesting items involving Mr. Spock. Um, First, it is very unusual that Spock would discuss the Vulcan mating ritual as he does with Droxine so casually. In the episode of Muck Time, he tells Kirk that such ceremonies are not fit for discussion without worlders. Similarly, this observation that, quote, we Vulcans do pride ourselves on our logic is uncharacteristic, given that pride is a human conceit. The episode contains a unique sequence with Spock giving an internal monologue which contained clips recapping the events up to that point. So what are the compliance takeaways from this episode? Well, this seems like a very good time to talk about institutional justice. How much institutional justice does your organization have? What this means is, is everybody treated fairly? Uh, if a matter comes in, uh, information on the hotline, whether it be Me Too, sexual harassment, compliance, ethics, cheating, lying, fraud, or anything else, is the, uh, does the company take this matter seriously? Does it investigate it no matter who made the allegation, no matter who the allegation is against? Uh, Certainly the example of Barclay CEO Jess Staley to unmask an anonymous whistleblower does not portend for institutional justice because it was clear uh, that is something that is certainly not appropriate. So do you have institutional justice? Are people treated the same, meaning if someone's in discipline in Brazil for cheating on their expense account, is your top salesman in America also disciplined for cheating on your expense account? What about institutional fairness? Uh, this is closely related to institutional justice. It's certainly a part of institutional justice. And it means that uh, everything, everyone is treated fairly, but it's also not just simply in discipline, it's in promotions. Is your top salesperson uh, the only person promoted, or is it the person who does business ethically and in compliance? And then finally, how do you even know your discipline is consistent? Do you have records across your organization of everyone who uh, has been disciplined, what the allegations and or uh, facts were about the allegations, and then what the discipline was? It's absolutely critical that your discipline be consistent. And then finally, I would have to add, have you actually ever disciplined anyone for a violation of compliance ethics or code of conduct? If you haven't, uh, you really can't say you have a very strong program. Join us tomorrow where we take up all our yesterdays. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know.